Welcome back to What Do They Know podcast. We are down to the final four playoff teams as the divisional round wrapped up just this weekend. The guys will break down all four of the games from Saturday and Sunday and then preview two conference championship games for next week. But hey, what do they know? What do they know? Well, we are about to find out what's going on, everybody. Welcome back to the What Do They Know podcast. Uh, Nick and Jeff here with you live on location directly following the Bills and the Chiefs game. We waited it out so that we could record and kind of get some instant reaction. We'll actually end up covering that game last just because it was in the order of, of you know, what when games were played, but we'll go over all the games for you. Um, I tell you what, one thing off, right off the bat is I certainly got my wish. Uh, you know, last week, one thing I said was the games were pretty poor. Yeah. So the, as far as competitiveness and mm-hmm. like intensity and, you know, I think five of the six games were blowouts. Right. And this weekend was not that. Uh, oh, there were there were a lot of uh, you know all four matchups were pretty pretty decent pretty good polar opposite yeah. um and so we'll we'll go through them step by step um anything jumping out at you before we you know before we kick off any any hot takes any anything oh, interesting coming off the buffalo bills game is all i can say is i am i'm not thrilled <laughs> about yeah obviously there are some emotions running high here in the household, in household of, yeah the hoskins household but and we're not even bills i mean well yeah. it depends on the day my my wife is a bills fan she right. she's a she's a closet bills fan uh but not yeah, today not, not today. today not today she's very open about it uh, um, she's not happy yeah absolutely not it's, i mean we we root for the we we sense the atmosphere and obviously we're close to buffalo and Obviously, that fan base is, is needed to uh, pick me up for the longest of times, but to face the Chiefs again, and it, it was it was that vengeance game. You have it them really at home. It should have been. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, yeah. It's just it just didn't work out that way, unfortunately. But yep, we All move right. on. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's dive in. So we're just going to go in order of the games that were played, um, right. and then obviously we'll talk about the games, the the matchups for next weekend. Mm-hmm. So first off, we had Houston at Baltimore. Um, obviously, Houston coming off the big win. Uh, against Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of shocking. Pretty much everybody with winning the division. Uh, final score of this game was 34 to 10. It was kind of obviously the one game where I never really felt like it was in question. No. Um, um, yeah. What'd you see there? Yeah, it was pretty close up to until like the second quarter, I feel like, or yeah. after halftime. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think they actually was tied at halftime. 10 10, right? But it was only because of a punt return. Right. Um, yep, yep. Houston, Houston's offense did not score a touchdown in this game they could not do anything no. um obviously last week when i discussed the game i, I felt like cj Stratton how to take care of the ball and make sure he didn't turn the ball over especially with uh baltimore's i guess prowess prowess to uh make make plays happen on the defensive side but he took care of the ball he didn't have any turnovers it's just that baltimore's defense just stood their ground and did not allow that offense to move anywhere so um it, it just was one of those games where the game plan was was held solid by Baltimore, and they didn't need the turnovers. <laughs> I mean, no. I can only imagine what the score would have been if they had turnovers. That but. defense is so good, so it's so good. You know, absolutely. I mean, that that that. I I'll be honest. I did not give credit <clears throat> enough credit during the season uh, for Baltimore's defense, but they they proved a lot during that game to to hold CJ Stroud to 175 yards and no TDs and and just nothing really of significance. That was very impressive. Yeah, and and not only that, but Lamar Jackson just com- completely, you know, he continues just to add to his MVP um, resume, I guess, if you would say. Obviously, technically, the res- the MVP is a regular season award. Right. We all know that's crap. In my <laughs> I mean, you can't tell me that what he does in the next couple weeks is not going to dictate that. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, as far as his stat line, he, you know, 16 of 22, 152 yards, two touchdowns passing the ball, right. but he had a hundred yards rushing and, yeah. and two rushing touchdowns. Yep. So, you, you know, that's, what is that? 252 yards of total offense and four touchdowns. Yeah, he basically did the, the duties of a number one quarterback and a number one running back right there. And on top of that, they had a uh, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards combined for over 100 yards rushing. Yep. So yeah, they they grounded and pounded uh, Houston. All you know, day. it's funny. I had a conversation at a, at church this morning with a guy talking about Baltimore specifically, and he said it perfectly. I was trying, I was trying to like explain what it is, like you know, in comparison to who they could potentially have to go up against, and mm-hmm. you know, just their offense. And I'm like, there's just something about their offense for me that just doesn't. Like it still gives me just that little second of doubt. And he said it perfectly. He's like, they're boring. <laughs> Their offense is boring. And I'm like, dude, that is the perfect way mm-hmm. to describe it. Because I mean, they scored, they scored 34 points, right? So they, they can score points and it's nothing to sneeze at. Right. But like the way that they play, like they literally, it's just a five yard run here, six yard run here. Maybe it's a little seven yard pass to, you know, a tight end or, or a running Flowers. back or Zay Flowers, whoever. Right. There's nothing. There's not like those big plays unless it's with Lamar and his legs. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like they don't wow you with their receivers. They don't throw the deep bomb. Mm-hmm. They just dink and dunk with the run game. And before you know it, you've looked up and they've scored 34 points. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's weird because my first inclination is to be like, man, they don't have the firepower to keep up with these teams. But when you look at not only what they've done all season, mm-hmm. but like the point total from this past weekend, it's it's very I feel like their offense is very deceiving. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they don't have that number one receiver that stands out at you that makes the big plays and whatnot. Yep. I mean, and they I, will be getting Mark Andrews back next week. Will they really? Which is huge. Yeah, they he, activated him this week. He wasn't good to go, yeah. but he'll be good. Yeah. He'll be good for Sunday. So that's gigantic. That, that's basically the, their the number playmaker. one wide receiver. Yep, yeah, that's their exactly. playmaker that that they rely on, especially in the red zone um to to get those tds so it's i mean i feel like this is more of a credit to todd monken because this this is how i guess he envisioned this offense to kind of look lamar jackson go through your progressions find the open receiver don't 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 try to force balls and just just because um i mean you're trying to make a play and obviously he uses his legs now at the i feel like the right time rather than scrambling because he he just feels like it and he doesn't want to go to the second read or third read or whatever i think todd monken's made a big progression in Lamar Jackson's, um, I guess, MVP case. And, and I mean, to me, Lamar Jackson, this year's Lamar Jackson looks better than his no MVP doubt, no doubt. Uh, year. So it just, everything just looks easy. Right. It's fluid. And that's, and it's that's so what fluid. you want, right? That's how everybody's goal is to make, to make the hard stuff look easy. Mm-hmm. And he's doing that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously not having one receiver, a number one wide receiver it's i guess is pros and cons obviously you don't know where the ball's going now because you don't have it but at the same time you need a playmaker mark andrews like you said coming back that's huge uh, it'll be definitely interesting how how you game plan against that and <laughs> it, it's very difficult to stop that ravens defense or offense i should say yeah so I, they are full steam ahead yeah. um you know i talked about last week i was curious or slash worried i guess to see the, the teams coming off a bye mm. how they would react would they be rusty and there was no sign of that for them uh no. what whatsoever no so they are not. they are in a really really good spot mm-hmm. um and they're set up for for a great game next week so yep um jumping over so that the the saturday night game the primetime game was packers at 49ers obviously the packers coming off that massive upset over the cowboys Mm -hmm. um final score of this game was the niners 24 the packers 21 right um and i'm gonna be honest i really felt like the packers won this game 
They like, should have won that game. They, they, they deserved the game. They outplayed San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like the missed field goal with like six minutes left for the Packers, which would have put them up 24-17 at the time, mm-hmm. um, completely changed the momentum and the complexion of the game. Yeah, and I mean, even going back before that, I think the Packers got stuffed on a fourth down in inside uh, San Francisco's 10-yard line. So even if you keep the field goal there, it would have been a tie game anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, Green Bay definitely had their opportunities to, to, I guess, pull away a little bit, but obviously not, not to the point where it'd be a blowout or something. San Francisco was always within striking distance, and uh, lead changes were always happening in that game as well, but... Green Bay had had I feel like a stranglehold on that game for the majority of it, yep. and then Brock Purdy kind of I guess awoke awoke <laughs> yeah awoke from his slumber in, in that fourth quarter, and he 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 let him on the game winning yeah, drive yeah absolutely which so. you know a lot of critics said that he needed to show that he could do that mm-hmm. and credit to him yep. you know yep I mean San Francisco's used to playing ahead of most of the game, so I mean Brock Purdy doesn't have that they many were, opportunities, but so there was a stat, and I'm gonna butcher it, but basically. <laughs> They were zero and seven, I think it was, um, coming in, in attempting to come from behind uh, down in the fourth quarter with with Kyle Shanahan as their coach. I think I thought it was like zero and seventeen. Zero and seventeen. It was maybe it was, it was a big number. Yeah, it was a big. It was number. a big number. So yeah. they had never come from behind to win when they were down by I think it was more than three points or th- maybe it was a touchdown uh, um, in the fourth quarter. I think yeah, it's four points or more. I feel yeah. like because more than a field goal. So, so, you know, that's the first time they were able to do that. Um, in the biggest of stages. Time and in the you think about you think about their their three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They didn't. That's I think the big thing for me is like they didn't they didn't sustain drives in this game at no. all. Their three touchdowns were all long plays. They were explosive plays. Um, the two long ones from McCaffrey, the 30 or 40 yard pass to, to George Kittle mm-hmm. um, were those were explosive plays mm-hmm. as, as opposed to what you typically see from San Francisco is these long methodical drives. Right. Um, and, and that didn't happen last night. So um, a big question mark for me or, or going forward is the health of Debo Samuel. Right. Um, you know, we've talked on this show before about how he is one of those, you know, maybe guys that aren't not unmentioned, but he doesn't get as much props as McCaffrey and Purdy. But, you know, games in this season have shown when he's out. Mm-hmm. They're a different team offensively. Yeah, and they kind of showed it last night too. Yeah, you you brought it up uh one of the one of our episodes about during how our MVP conversation. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How that whole offense just uh the complexion just changes. Yep. And obviously Debo used to have the Christian McCaffrey role, but ever since McCaffrey came back in, he, he had to be more of a I guess traditional wide receiver with some some uh gadget plays uh designed for him yep. every once in a while. But Debo, I mean he he he's definitely the gel of that offense, I feel like. Um McCaffrey's like the workhorse. Yeah. But I feel like Debo Samuel kind of makes that whole thing a lot more of a well oiled machine than 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 McCaffrey is. I think McCaffrey's like the main gear. Yep. And then but he's like the fluid that he he adds that go. he adds that other dimension that you have to have in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Are they going to do some sort of gadget play? Are they going right. to put him in motion and pass it to him? Mm-hmm. Is he going to all of a sudden come in the backfield and run it? Mm-hmm. Like you have to have those things in the back of your mind, which makes you focus less on the McCaffreys and the Kittles. Whereas if he's not in the game, you don't. That's just one less thing you have to worry about. Right, exactly. So, so I mean, Green Bay, I, I mean, they tried their hardest. I mean, Jordan Love went 21 of 34, 185, or 194 yards, two TDs, but he also, also had two interceptions. I yep. mean, that, that last interception was obviously very, 
I guess, ill-advised. It was uh, Brett Favre. Uh, right. It was Brett Favre reincarnated. It, was, it reminded me of this Vikings and Saints championship game where Brett Favre threw it across his body. And so the there's Saints a clip. Somebody edited it, and there's a clip of them side by side. Really? And it's literally like an identical identical play. Yep. Yeah. Yep. From from Favre's body language to, to Love's body language to mm. where the defender comes from to pick it off. Everything. Yep. Everything. Yep. So yep. it is. It, it was a very, very identical play. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Green Bay's, I feel like they should come to be used to this, where you have a quarterback who's a gunslinger. And obviously, the interception didn't come with that. Aaron Rodgers was the exception. I feel like he just does not throw interception regardless. But with Jordan Love being a first year starter, he's it's it's definitely a growing pain. But I mean, you're the seventh seed. You, you've knocked off the number two seed. I mean, there, there, you got to temper expectations. Um, obviously, you you had the number one seed on the ropes. There's not much more you can ask for from your team at that oh, point. Oh, no doubt, absolutely. So it's just they, yeah, they they were playing with house money. No, oh, I mean, if they win, it's it's great. But like they're in a position now where, like, if you're a Green Bay fan, mm-hmm. you have to be already so excited for next year. Oh, yep. I mean, you have an offense. You know, have you have pieces on offense for the next four or five years? Mm-hmm. You have your quarterback for the next hopefully ten years if all goes according to plan. Yep. You have a coach who has proven that he can coach with just about anybody. Right. Um. So they are, <clears throat> excuse me, they're in a phenomenal spot. Right. Absolutely. My biggest question for San Francisco is, how, you know, and I and I'm not going to take credit for this because I saw somebody mention it on Twitter mm-hmm. just now during the during the Bills and the Chiefs game, but it's a phenomenal point. Can based off of last night. Right, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this with, based off of what we saw last night, because the regular season is a different story. But can the 49ers keep up with the remaining three teams mm-hmm. that they have that they might have to play? That being, so they already have to play Detroit, mm-hmm. and then they're either playing Baltimore with Lamar Jackson or Kansas City with Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Can they keep up with those teams? Because if you look at tonight, the way that the Bills and the Chiefs each went right down the field. I know that San Francisco has shown that they can do that, but they really did not last night. Right. Mm, that, that's a, that's a pretty not. good question. I feel like defensively, I feel like they have the second best defense of the running for right behind Baltimore's. Um, I mean, and, and that might be slouching Kansas City because Kansas City actually played really well today. Yes, they have um, a very underrated defense. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, San Francisco, obviously you have Bosa and, and Chase Young on the edges there and, and those linebackers and Greenlaw. Um, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's just a force to be reckoned with and you, you can't understand under uh, state how much that defense is going to carry that team. Um, Detroit, I, I, I feel like they match up well with Detroit because Detroit kind of struggles with that, with that um, better defenses. I mean, they got blown out by Baltimore early yeah. in the year. Yeah. So It'll be definitely definitely interesting. They'll, they'll definitely give Detroit all they can handle um, in that uh, Detroit's offense versus San Francisco's defense. Um, offensively, we'll see because I honestly don't know how to gauge Brock Purdy right now. I don't uh, either. I yeah, agree because he, he he was pretty lackluster. Or, or I mean, how much will the weather affected him? I mean, it was rainy. He said it was it was a little hard to grip the ball. Um, at the same time, it's it's. I'm not sure how, to, how much I, I can put stock into that. And then he obviously has, during the regular season, he had a periods of time where he was a little bit on the, on the lower end of the spectrum rather than the common Brock Purdy that we came to know. So I feel like he's starting to gauge this ha- like inconsistent reputation, and it'll depend what sort of uh, Brock Purdy game we get next week. 
but yeah, it's it's gonna be a good matchup. Yeah, it's, either way. And I feel like I was I was surprised when I read this. For the last five years, it's been uh, the 49ers have been at the NFC Championship game. For the last five years. For the last five years, which surprised me when I went back and looked at the matchups. I know because they were in the Super Bowl, right? And then they lost to the Rams, and then there was a year where they weren't in it, and then they lost last year to Philly, mm-hmm. and now they're in it again this year. That's very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. I know. Obviously, you look back, Jimmy Garoppolo's had a, went to the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, and I can't remember who else was the quarterback. Was it Jimmy Garoppolo it was, again? It was Garoppolo again. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yep. I mean, I guess this is the NFC's Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Kansas City's yep. more, <laughs> much more. Uh, I guess successful at it. Yep. 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 All right. So getting to the Sunday games, uh, earlier game today, Tampa at Detroit. Um, final score here, Detroit 31 23 over Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a really good game. Um, I, you know, I, I just continue to be so impressed with the revival of Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down his stats today, but I know he had right around 350 yards passing, multiple passing touchdowns. Um, he just continues to, to earn a, a good payday, hopefully coming up this season. Um, so I'm excited for him, but obviously the big story here is Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so happy for the, for the Detroit fans, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a long suffering jet fan, mm-hmm. I can only imagine their feeling going to the, to the NFC championship game. Right. Um, obviously I was in like high school when the jets were in the AFC championship game. So I barely remember it. Right. Um, but, I, I just I'm I'm excited for them, and I think that you know I'm really excited for Jared Goff. I feel like you know we've talked about before how he's kind of the forgotten man in that staff Matt Stafford trade. Yeah, um, he performed great against the Rams. He performed great today, 287 yards, two touchdowns, um, and yeah. I mean, it'd be. I feel like there would be and there would be no more even trade in the history of football. If Stafford won the Super Bowl with the Rams, which he already has, and then Jared Goff leads Detroit Lions to the Super Bowl, agreed. That that I mean, agreed. Which is the goal of every trade, right? right? You want an even trade that works out for both teams, right? And that would be just the the epitome of that. Yep, exactly. It, it helped both franchises and it helped both quarterbacks at the same time. Yeah. I mean, there, there was if that happens, there would be no fair, more positive trade in agreed. the history. I feel like it's a great point. Yep, and then. Baker Mayfield, obviously, he going back to the Baker Mayfield because I, I feel like I kind of owe him an apology after 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 all the I'm slander. Listening. I'm listening. You can you can apologize to us. I said I feel like it. I, I don't. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. I'm including me on this. Baker's <laughs> well, my boy. Baker's your boy. That's right. Well, he he definitely impressed. I mean, like you said, he had 349 yards, so right okay, right yeah. there at 350. But three TDs. He had two interceptions. But I mean, Baker Baker Mayfield. I mean, that's that's going to happen. Yeah, the last one, I, and I I don't. Even remember the oh the first one was a tip pass oh was it so yeah. I'm not even gonna it actually was a it was like the the ball was a little high Mike Evans should have caught it mm-hmm. um and then it got intercepted but the 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 one at the end of the game that kind of sealed it that was a bad one mm-hmm. I mean he was under pressure he threw off his back foot right um and just didn't get enough air on it the, the linebacker kind of undercut it and made a play gotcha I mean it, it'll be definitely interesting did he have, did he sign a one year deal it was a one year I'm all, I'm 99 sure it was mm-hmm. a one year deal it'll be interesting to see what his market's gonna I be I know Tampa has already said they want him back mm-hmm. so and we'll see I mean I feel like if you're going through a coaching carousel I'd be looking at T- Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator or their passing game coordinator whoever's in that offensive tree no doubt. because to 
to make Baker Mayfield look like this, especially in the playoffs. <laughs> you apologize to him. And then, yeah, and then, then you cut him down. Him. And then you cut it's him a down give and take. I, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going all the way with Baker Mayfield. But at the same time, to make him uh, like revitalize his career to this extent, that's impressive to yeah. me. So I, I'd, I'd definitely be looking into their offensive game uh, coordinators over there. Agreed. Um, but yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you remember this and I don't, I didn't remember it until again, giving, giving social media credit. I read it on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. The, the lions got a lot of slack for their draft this past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big things they said was that they reached on Jameer Gibbs. And I mean, the dude is just electric. You talk. And the reason I'm only saying, the only reason I'm saying this is because not only did he have a, a really big game as a rookie today, right. but Sam Laporta had several catches and he didn't score, but he, I mean, he was a big, big part of that offense. Yeah. Um, so two huge rookie draft picks that are paying massive dividends for, for not only the regular season success, mm-hmm. but success today as well. Right. Gibbs was a, their uh, leading rusher today. He, yeah. you know, he, he only had nine rushing attempts. Yep. He, had he broke a yards. big one. I want to say it was oh. like 22 or 23 yard uh, touchdown. Gotcha. Yeah. He had the touchdown, four receptions for 40 yards. And yeah, like you said, Laporta had nine receptions for 65 yards. So, yeah. I mean, these are that, between them, that's 13 receptions yep. and for over 100 yards. That's that's really impressive, especially for your rookies. Should take that all day. That's yep. a, that's a draft. That's a draft hall right there, and especially on a day where I mean, I could be I could be wrong based on his actual stat line, but I didn't feel like Amon Ross St. Brown had a huge impact mm-hmm. today. So for the other two to step up, um, it was huge. And so. My point is, I feel like the GM should probably get a little bit more credit oh, than absolutely. he did. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember when, as soon as I read that, I was like, you know what? I do remember reading that Detroit got a lot of crap for their for their draft. <laughs> so, um, a big story as we're sitting here watching the highlights from all from today um, is Mike Evans for Tampa Bay. I'm curious to see what happens to him. He's a free agent. Um, you know, I can't imagine Tampa Bay is going to let him just walk away. Right. I mean, any team, you know, he's had 10 straight years of a thousand yards receiving. Mm-hmm. And so any team would just love to have him. I feel like that's a pot- potential franchise tag even for, could for be. Mike it Evans. It could be. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike Evans just, I feel like he's <laughs> withstanding the test of time right now. He's been in the <laughs> league for a while yeah. and he's kind of getting up there in age, but eight receptions for 140 yards or whatever it was in a TD. That's 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 a pretty impressive stat line for Mike Evans. Obviously, he has his his game where he kind of uh, gets shut down. But I mean, for for the majority of the regular season, he had big games with Baker Mayfield. He had he established that connection really early um, with Baker. So I mean, that's a tandem. If you're Tampa Bay, you you'd bring back 100. percent So yep yep agreed. All right, we got to talk about it. Uh, last game, I'm, last game of the weekend. I'm so sorry. Um, probably the best game of the probably the best game of the weekend. Right. Um, Kansas City at Buffalo. Kansas City squeaked it out, 27-24. Um, you know, I told you before this game, my prediction was that if Josh Allen didn't make the big mistake, they were going to win. Mm-hmm. And he did not make the big mistake. He played great, um, and they they were not able to pull it out. So I was very surprised by that. Um, I will say. He, you know, he can only do so much. And you even said it watching the game. Like he can't, he can't throw it and catch it. Right. Um, he had three beautiful deep bombs, deep throws. Um, one to Trent Sherfield, one to Stephon Diggs. I don't remember who the other one was too. Right. Can't um, but they just, they're just flat out drops. Mm-hmm. And, you know, either one of those could have completely changed the complexion of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, that was a little disappointing to see. Yeah. I mean, uh... 
as you were, you were reading the set line, 26 for 39 on Josh, before the, before we recorded, but Josh Allen had 26 completions for 186 yards. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a lot of dink and dunk. Those are Derek Carr numbers. And those are Derek Carr. That's right. <laughs> I'm very familiar with the, with that game. <laughs> and does not win many games, to be honest with you. But, I mean, he did it with his legs as well. 12 uh, carries for 72 yards and, and two TDs himself. But, I mean, he tried to carry that, will that team to, to win. And he, he he took care of the ball. He threw away the balls uh, when there was nothing there. He didn't try to force anything, really. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if he had a little bit of help from his receivers when he threw those deep bombs, then that would have uh, really changed the whole momentum. And I felt I felt like that, that was – one of those deep balls was what they were missing yep. from from staging the comeback that they needed. Um, but overall, I feel like the defensive injuries that they had sustained throughout the year it was finally caught up to them. And even last week, they had a number of injuries. They were playing. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think I heard before the game they only had four active linebackers right. for this game, which like is just unheard of. Yeah, you always play what three? Yeah, every down. Yeah, yeah. So if one of them goes out, you're down to your last linebacker yep. on your roster. Yeah, that's that's insane to me, but yeah, I mean, it's they didn't force KC to punt the ball at all this game, so it's KC until the yeah, like the last second to last drive or whatever yeah. in the fourth quarter, there were yeah. no punts. Nope. So KC is obviously I I don't trust <laughs> their offense at all, and yet somehow you owe them an apology too. No, I do not. I Mr. will not. I will Mr. not. One and done. I will not apologize. They they should have. I'm I'm sorry, Miami decided to bathe in the sun instead. <laughs> Go to Cancun, one two Cancun, but no. And Buffalo, I I I will rest it with Buffalo. Should have won this game. They should have won this game, but it's just defensively they they just could not get off the field. They could not get off the field, and every every drive led to points for Casey. So it, it's it, it it's a momentum killer, especially offensively. Um, when when your defense can't stop. The opposing offense. So yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, disappointed. I, I think from from Buffalo's perspective, the last thing I'll say is is I'm really curious to see what happens with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, where are they go. I don't. There? I don't see a scenario. I shouldn't say that. I do see one, but I what I think is way more likely is that he is not a Buffalo Bill next year. Mm-hmm. If you think about his season, I mean, I could look at his stats and be totally proven wrong, but I watch a good majority of their games, he's he was a non-factor. In, I can verify for you. My fantasy team can verify for you. There you go. The second half of the, of the season, he, he was... He, again, we talked about it earlier in, this, in the season, how he had a streak of under 100 yards receiving in, consec- in like five or six consecutive games. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that carried on all the way through tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, because at one point, he had like three catches for like 29 yards in the third quarter. Right. So I don't know what he finished with. It wasn't much more than that. Three for 21. Three for 21. I got him right here. There we go. Yep. Um, So on eight targets, I'm really curious. And, and that kind of creates a bigger issue for them because they're, you know, other than Gabe Davis, you're, you're, that means you're throwing to guys that you've, that you really have never heard of. Right. And I feel like without Stefan Diggs, you're going to face the same problem that Casey had when, where they didn't have receivers to throw it to until someone emerged and you'll see rice. Um, Obviously, Going to next year, if you get rid of Stephon Diggs, I feel like your number one priority going to in the draft is going to be draft a wide receiver. Yep. So I mean, and I mean, there's been some really good wide receivers coming out of the twenty to thirty range. Obviously, J- Justin Jefferson j- jumps up to mind. Pretty sure he was like uh, somewhere back there. Um, but there there will be talent. It's just about picking the right one. Um, so. 
Buffalo's offense is going to definitely need a revamp. I feel like they, they finally got a run game. I was going to say that I think that Joe Brady has proven he should be the offensive. Oh, player. absolutely. He completely changed the the complexion of their offense and really, the, really their season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he dialed up some really great plays when, when they mattered the most. Uh, I think they had a couple fourth down conversions yep. um, in this game, it, but it just goes back to those long, deep bombs that Josh Allen threw in, in, his receivers just couldn't. And he help couldn't have thrown them any better. No. they were beautiful, beautiful, beautiful throws. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> right off each player's hands. I feel like felt like, and yeah, with no chance for the defender to even do a pass breakup. It, it's yeah, it was it was rough to watch. Now I feel like being an unbiased show here. Oh, absolutely, we have to give Kansas City their dues. Now I know that's going to probably pain you, pain you very much, but. We have we have just dogged on them all season, and rightfully so. Right. But I think I said it either last week or the week before. Mm. I can remember countless seasons where the narrative for the Patriots was exactly the same. Right. They're done. This is the season. Brady's done. Belichick's done. Mm. And then when where do you see him in the freaking Super Bowl? Right. And they're one game away again after probably one of the worst offensive performances or seasons or issues you could think of for for a defending Super Bowl champ Mm -hmm. they're one game away again and you know I I don't feel like this is a situation where Buffalo lost this game like like gave it away I think I think Kansas City just went and took it Mm. uh in my opinion I mean I, I you have Mahomes was was extremely efficient um, he only threw the ball 23 times. Their run game, we talk about we talk about Buffalo's run game. Right. But Isaiah Pacheco is just the little energizer bunny. I mean, he's he is a difference maker on that offense. Yep. Um, and so, you know, again, I don't know why we should be surprised at this point because... I'm not surprised. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just angered that I'm not surprised. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I Obviously, I'd rather would have seen Miami go or Buffalo... Uh, Anybody but Casey and Casey because it becomes this repetitive well, storyline. What did I tell you? What did I say before this before this episode went? <laughs> you were upset. My wife is upset saying stuff in here and hey, and and every major sport needs a villain. Mm-hmm. The Yankees were that for the longest time. Now the Dodgers are that in baseball, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs are the villain in football. Mm-hmm. It just makes for good entertainment. Yep. And and I, yeah, I'm I'm so done with them i'm 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 as sick of them as everybody else but it comes to the point where it's like you got to stop being surprised it's time for a new villain i'll tell you that well it's just like the way that the patriots were like at some point you just got to stop being surprised that they're there Mm -hmm. every single season yeah Uh, i mean i when speaking of dues let's go with that speaking of dues i will give credit all the credit in the world to andy reed because he figured it out he figured out how to run that offense and and obviously teams were ganging up on Travis Kelsey and shutting shutting that whole uh, game plan down. But he readjusted. He saw Rasheed Rice was and kudos to Rasheed Rice as well for stepping up and uh, becoming the one, number one wide receiver there. But Andy Reid took advantage of that and he focused more of the game plan on running the ball with Isaiah Pacheco and passing the ball to Rasheed Rice, giving him more plays. So and and I guess. Uh, making Tony inactive that uh, I feel like that yeah. was also yeah. <laughs> a thing, but I mean, I, in terms of extent of dues, Andy Reed, I feel like f- gets a lot of the credit from me because he figured it out. Um, obviously 
I feel like there's no better time for Kansas City to struggle than than when they mm-hmm. did because they gave them enough of an exactly. opportunity to figure it exactly. out. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's as far as I would go with giving the Chiefs their due. But I guess defensively as well, they're they're a lot more uh, stingy than I ever thought they were defensively. Yep. 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 Oh. I'll just I'll just say this. I, we, I don't know. We can kind of put a bow on this game. Mm-hmm. A game this good and a matchup this good for it to end with a missed field goal. <laughs> it just it just seems like it shouldn't it shouldn't end that way. Right. I, you know, I was I honestly was fully prepared for him to make that field goal and then Mahomes to go right down the field and score. Mm-hmm. That's what I kind of had built up in my head was going to happen. Um, but to just have him push. A forty-four yard field. I mean, granted, he had wind. It was, you know, it wasn't the best conditions, but right. it wasn't even really a wasn't even really a close kick. No, um, no, it went. It was. It went right almost immediately. Right. Yep. So disappointing way to end, and and that you know he was just on Sports Center. Obviously, we don't know what he's saying, but he looked pretty miserable. So I mean, at this point, I feel like they've pretty much lost every way you could possibly think of losing to yeah. to Kansas City. When you think about. The, the first matchup was a was pretty much a blowout in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. The divisional round was in 21 was obviously the most gut-wrenching right. performance or way to lose I've ever seen mm-hmm. for any team. Yeah. And then this one with a missed field goal is just it's just it's just horrible. Yeah, at this point if you're the Bills, you never want to see Casey in the in the playoffs again. It obviously yeah. it becomes mental. Especially losing at home this way. It's it's going to be in your head, and maybe you'll jump the hurdle one day. But right now, yeah. you don't want to see them. Yeah, because I was saying all week, like if there if if there's ever a time for them to beat Kansas City, it's it's, it's tonight. Yep, it, this was their shot yep. at home. They're not the Chiefs of old. Great, maybe they are, but like they up up until this point, mm-hmm. we didn't think that they were right. And this was the time for them to take advantage to, to do it, and, and right. you know they let it they let it slip slip away. Right. So. so. Rough. Disappointing for Buffalo Bills fans. I can't even imagine how sick they probably feel. Uh, right I now. feel sick, and I'm not even. A Bills I, yeah, fan. yeah. Um, all right. So looking forward, quick. We'll we'll put a bow on this episode. It was a little quick, but um, mm-hmm. the championship games next Sunday: Kansas City at Baltimore, three o'clock on CBS. Okay. And then Detroit at San Francisco, six thirty on Fox. Ooh. What are you looking for there? What do you see? What do you like? <sighs> Well, I feel like that Lions and, and 49ers game, I'll, I'll start there because I like the NFC. Um, and and that's I feel like that's the matchup that that's the most intriguing to me, which is Detroit's <laughs> offense and San Francisco's defense. I, I, I'm really curious to see how how um, Dan Campbell and, and that whole offensive staff carries uh, or game plans against that San Francisco uh, defense. Obviously, Green Bay had a very good game plan against yeah. San Francisco's defense. Yeah. But now that I guess San Francisco has been has been tested in these playoffs right off the bat with Green Bay. Will they be more prepared for it? Will, will it be? Yeah, will it be like a wake up call? Yeah, like, was that the wake yeah, up call? Yeah, and and thankfully they survived uh, for San Francisco fans. Um, so is Detroit in for a rude awakening? Regardless, Detroit needs to know that San Francisco is is focused on them now. Yep, just because of that Green Bay game, they they are not going to lo- overlook them. Yep. Um, so they need to bring their A game to to the highest degree. Um, but that, that that's the matchup that I'm looking forward to um, in that in that game in particular. Yeah, yeah, I'll be curious for both Kansas City and Detroit mm-hmm. to see how they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I say that is I vi- again I'm not to make this all about the Jets, but I vividly remember the Jets' huge divisional win against the Patriots 
and you could just tell the start of the AFC Championship game the following week, they were completely exhausted. They were completely flat mm-hmm. because the Patriots game was their Super Bowl. Right. And you could argue for Kansas City beating the Bills on the road. That storyline where, you know, Mahomes had never played had never played a road playoff game, mm-hmm. had never played in Buffalo with fans. Right. Because um, of the COVID, the COVID season. And same thing with Detroit getting to the NFC championship game. Like, are you going to be OK with that? Are you going to be satisfied mm-hmm. or are you still going to come out hungry? So I'm really curious to see specifically how both road teams come out and play just given just given the hype around their their games this week yeah in terms of detroit i feel like if they were going to have a letdown game it would have been this game because they they just guess, won that yeah. that 30 year uh i guess uh, gap between yep. home games and and winning uh playoff game so, but detroit was focused so credit to dan campbell i mean th- th- this is a time where the team that is actually together and, and and rallies around their head coach which i feel like there's no other team that rallies around their coach than blinds and dan campbell um I feel like this is where it shines the most. So, I mean, I look at the Lions in San Francisco. I almost feel like it would be a blowout. But then I think of Detroit's, I guess, pedigree starting with Dan Campbell. And I feel like they're, they're going to make a game out of it. I hope so anyway. Yeah, I hope so too. I think it'll be a really good game. Nope. Um, I mean, I, you know, with the Bills out, I'm so f- pulling for Detroit. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see them to see them make it to the Super Bowl. That oh, would just absolutely. be phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, and the Ravens again, blow the door off the Chiefs. Well, so that's what I was just going to say is I feel like this is, and again, we're going to be sitting here next next week saying the same thing. Probably. Like, how this, stupid are we? Yep. But like, I feel like this is a game where Baltimore's defense should completely eliminate Kansas City's offense. Oh, absolutely. I just think that, that, that Baltimore's defense is that good mm-hmm. where we already talked about Buffalo was playing with second and third string guys on, on all levels of their defense. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be that way in Baltimore. No, absolutely not. Um, they'll have answers for Kelsey. They'll have answers for Pacheco. And they'll have answers for Rishi Rice. So, so it's going to, ha- it's going to need to be go- going lower on that depth chart for yeah. Kansas city. So again, I, th- on paper, my initial reaction to that matchup is that, and it would honestly, it would have been the same, even if it was Buffalo, right. That Baltimore should win big mm-hmm. just because I think that Baltimore is the best of the four teams left. Right. Personally. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my preseason prediction, by the way, right, way to go last, last time I'll throw that in there. Probably not, but uh, <laughs> well, if they win, I'm pretty they, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. And rightfully um, so. But I, again, we're going to be, I feel like we're going to be sitting here next week, shaking our heads saying it, what idiots we are because we, we believed it again. Right. But I, I think that Baltimore should, should win that mm-hmm. game pretty easily. Um. All right. Who's it going to be? Make your picks. Who are as of right now with these four teams left? What is your Super Bowl matchup? I got the Ravens again coming out of the AFC. Um, the NFC is a little bit more challenging for me. I, I like with my heart of hearts, I want the Lions to go. I know. Uh, and I know. With if I if I think with my brain, uh, I'd say Forty Niners. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I'm a hardish guy. Let's go with Detroit. Okay. I'm going to go with Detroit and Ravens because I, I yeah, I, I don't even have a reason why. But Just you know because? what? Just because. Good it, for you, bud. You know, it's my opinion. All right. Well, I mean, I picked it at the beginning of the season. I'm not about to change one right. week before. So I'm still going to stick with Baltimore and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's Detroit. I hope. I don't care about my prediction at this point. I Like I said, I want mm-hmm. Detroit to to win and, and make it to the Super Bowl. But right. I, you know, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Baltimore and San Francisco. Yeah, losing so. it to losing your prediction to Detroit because Detroit came out of nowhere and had the season that they did. Yeah, that that's nothing to uh, yeah 
be sad about. And I mean, while we're talking about predictions, your Super Bowl prediction is officially Dunzo. Dunzo. Both teams are are out. With, yeah. Who is it? Buffalo and who? The Philadelphia. Philly. Yeah. Okay. Eagles straggled after that 10 and 1 start. They straggled and just let me down. And then yep. Buffalo, I feel like they should. It should have been our product, our predictions right here in AFC Championship game. Yeah. Baltimore and B- Buffalo. Yeah. But no, Kansas City. What do they know? What do they know? All right. Well, you got anything else? No. Okay. I got nothing. Just anger. Yep. Sadness. Sadness. Sorry, Buffalo fans. Uh, yeah. I apologize. Um, all right. We will see you guys next week. We will uh, probably do the same thing. Wait for the late game to to wrap up and you know we'll have our super bowl matchup mm-hmm. um so that'll be fun kind of hopefully diving into every angle of, of that and yep. talking about these two, these two games next week hopefully these two games next week mm-hmm. are as entertaining as the four were this weekend right absolutely um because it was a ton of fun yep so all right we uh we'll see you guys next week and hope you enjoy and go detroit go detroit all right Peace out. Thanks for listening to What Did They Know podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media outlets to see future episode details. And don't forget to send in any questions or topics that you want to see the guys discuss in their weekly episodes to come.